0: I am Jamie McKinley and welcome to another episode of Just Get A Real Job, the podcast where we speak to emerging creatives. And creatives alike from across the creative industries Massive, massive thank you to everyone who's been listening to the podcast over the last month or so Since we relaunched for Series 2 We'd had some great conversations and it feels like we're sort of going from strength to strength at the moment So I really, really appreciate everyone that has tuned in to listen And we've got another great episode in store for you today But before I introduce that, I just wanted to say as always If you're a new listener or you only recently started listening to the podcast uh, This is episode 56 so we've got quite a a big back catalogue now loads of great episodes we've had over the last year so if you enjoy this episode or you've been listening for a couple of weeks and have been enjoying it be sure to have a look back through the archives there's some great episodes there and with some amazing emerging creatives uh, talking about their experience we'd also had some more experienced people on that have uh, worked in the industry a bit longer they're also very good episodes there's there's lots and lots of great conversations for you to enjoy so if you haven't caught up on all them be sure to go back and have a listen and also we are of course an independent podcast so word of mouth is our you know best tool for us to keep growing and find new listeners so if you enjoy today's episode or you've been Enjoying the podcast. Be sure to tell friends, family, people on social media, all that stuff to, to check us out and uh, have a listen. But yeah, it's time to introduce this week's episode. And this week's a little bit different because we have two guests on. And um, we, We've done that before, but it's not as common. But I recorded this one maybe about a month ago. I was really hungover. I had not done the research I usually do when interviewing people. So I kind of was winging this one, but it went brilliantly well and we had a great, great laugh. So on the podcast this week, we have the wonderful Jack McLaughlin who is a director and Sean Fagan who is an actor they both work together on a few projects including on a fantastic short film called Bud which we talk about in this week's episode I thoroughly recommend going and watching it it's brilliant we'll get into it obviously soon they also talked about a feature they'd worked on together we spoke about their experiences as young creatives growing up in Liverpool which they're very very passionate about they're very passionate Liverpudlians, and even as a Man United fan they were great crack, so I very much enjoyed it. But less said about that, the better at the moment. But yeah, it's a fantastic conversation. Also, I, I should probably point out this probably got the most swearing we'd ever had on the podcast in it. So if you are are not a fan of swearing or you're listening to this around, you know, young kids and stuff, yeah, maybe put the put the phone away. But, you know, I don't really have a problem with swearing. I don't really get why people get bothered by it. But just thought I'd just, you know, put a wee trigger warning just in case anyone is bothered by that sort of thing. But anyway, I'll stop waffling on and I hope you enjoy episode 56 with Jack McLaughlin and Sean Fagan. Afternoon, guys. How you doing? Jamie, I'm right? good. It's nice to have some uh, Liverpudlian accents on the podcast. Yeah, you know, I don't think we'd had anyone from actual Liverpool before. We'd had people from the world, yeah. but never Liverpool. So there we go, representing. Yeah. Part.
2: I like the fact that you already understand the difference between it. Like, yeah. No, Liverpool is actually a Scouser. Apart from me, mate, Christian, uh, you can get away with it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's some Sam ones, like, indeed You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the fault the Jedi's lads. Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: mm. No, it's always nice to to do a podcast with two people on instead of one for a change. You know, it's just a different t- change of energy. But if you just want to firstly just introduce yourselves just for the listeners and stuff like a bit what you do and, and uh, what you are as a creative and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, sure. My name's Jack McLaughlin and I'm a writer, director, producer, based in Liverpool. And yeah, that, that's a bit, a bit about me, really.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm Sean Fagan. I'm from Liverpool. Uh, I also used to write... Well, I say I used the right plays. I've done, done one adaptation of 12 Angry Men years ago when Bobby was in that as well. And I had to produce it as well. And then the stress of that, I was like, never doing this again. So yeah, I just primarily stick to acting now. And then I do writing every now and then, but that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. i really extra, yeah. as I said to you, I can't do like that a bit most of the time. <laughs> Oh all but like obviously as
0: well, like I'm aware you've both worked in quite a lot of each other's things. Like you did a short film together, and you did a feature together as well. You did like that just sort of directed yeah. a feature over the summer, which we'll talk about later on. But that's that's exciting. Yeah, yeah,
1: we've uh, yeah done two projects together now with Sean. Yeah. And then- yeah. Hopefully many more
2: in the future. Like yeah, yeah I was just, just like I, I was thinking this the other day. Like it, it randomly popped into me, and then I, and the end in and I was like, I was just thinking about the stuff that we'd done previously, and I was like, I really, really want to work with Jack again, and like his mm-hmm. team. Yeah, it's just, just a bells away away. I can to be honest with you. But yeah, I can't wait until we do more stuff like that. would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <You'll have me>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got
0: we got it, we'd got it on sound tier. So he said yes here, you know. So you got everything. Oh, yeah, put yeah. yeah. Able and
1: Banner's in that now. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
0: Well, yeah. just to just to cast your minds back a wee bit further, going back a wee bit, but like we sort of question we start the podcast usually is I'd like to ask our guests like, what are your sort of earliest memories of when you got into the creative industry? So when did you when what age do you remember thinking I want to work in the arts in some form or other? Do
1: you want me to go first, Sean, or yeah, just, just
2: whoever wants to go first. Don't worry about anything. Go ahead, you pick Lynn Jamie. You you, do you, want, you, do you want to answer the question? You, you go, Sean. You go. You get in there, son. I guess. I'll be, um, I'll be honest with you, like, it, was quite, it was quite late for me. It was up until I was about like, 16, I had no clue what I wanted to do in life. I remember just taking to the armour in sixth form, just literally for the piss take, because I thought, oh, like, just, it's like messing around, isn't it? And then you just, basically, you're getting out of an academic lesson to just like, to fuck about, basically. So I, I, I remember like the very, very first lesson, I had like, a great teacher called Mr Doherty, and we were doing this play called Shadow of a Gunman by Sean Casey, and immediately I started trying to fuck about in the class and you just set me straight and go, no you have to do it like you have to do this and you have to do the accent and you have to actually like put effort into it at that point i was like okay maybe there is a bit more to this than the more i was letting on or what i thought and then you know i just started from there and then i joined like the everyman's duty to, like a few years later because i thought like this is a career that people do this is if i couldn't get into this it'd be yeah. the best job ever do you know what i mean so yeah then i started in the everyman's duty and then just started doing clips and drabs ever since but oh, yeah, love it! Absolutely best job ever when you can get the work, mate. Like. Class, yeah. And Jack,
1: what about yourself? With me, it's just, it goes back as far as I can remember, really. Like, I, I wanted to be an actor first since I was a kid. So I do, like, school plays and that, you know, in primary school and that. So I play, like, Joseph and stuff. I played one of the, you know, invented the airplane, playing, the Wright Brothers or something like that. Yeah. I remember, oh, yeah, playing, yeah. remember playing one of them and I had to put an American accent on and that. And, like, proper butchered it, probably, but I don't know. They said that was all right. Who didn't Because I was a fucking kid, you know what I mean? So it's like, you have to say, yeah, you've done well there. But with director, no, it started when I was about, about 12, really. So I watched Slumdog Millionaire the first time, because it was on the telly, and like the name came up at the end, directed by Danny Boyle. And I was like, that name rings a bell, also said to me, my dad, who's Danny Boyle? And he said he's the director and he won an Oscar for it. And then I Googled him and found out he's only from he was from Manchester. And I was like, my had kind of because I was like he's from Manchester and he's he's won an Oscar because genuinely I thought filmmaking and all that was something that only Americans do like Hollywood do you know what I mean that's all I kind of grew up on and then I was like well, I actually want to do that then, like directing, because i would always been telling stories since I was a kid. Anyway, like I used to draw yeah. comics and that, so that's just like another extension of that, really. And then, yeah, just from then on, man, just like making short films and watching films. It's just like a passion and like love for it, like, and I just yeah. love writing. But yeah, so that's where it started, really.
0: No, I really like what you said about the Danny Boyle thing. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I love Danny Boyle's like *Trainspotting* set here in Edinburgh. One of my all-time yeah. favorite films is *and* when they filmed *Trainspotting* too that was quite a, a big thing for me because it was like, I actually went to see them filming it one day and I saw Danny Boyle directed it, it was it was meant like, awesome. it was just incredible for me to see a film, as you say, we see them as American things, we see them as working class people as well. Often yep. you look at it as a thing that's unattainable or you would never yeah. go to work in it. So to see that being filmed in my backyard as it was, like where I was living as a student and be like, this is being made here and like filmed like two minutes from where I live, this is insane. And it, it does so much for you, I think. It makes you realize this is possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he proper signed Danny as well, because I, I actually worked on, he done yesterday in Liverpool, yeah. um, didn't he? I, I did a bit of work on that, and, like, yeah, that was dead surreal, because got to meet him, and I told him, I was like, some dog millionaire, made me want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's brilliant and that. So that was a nice little full circle moment, therefore, like, you know, working on his film, and then like eight years before, like watching a film, watching his film, that made me want to get into film. It was just a bit of a mad one, not like a nice little full circle moment. That's a class, that's boy. actually, that's class.
0: Nice, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great guy from all accounts. Like he seemed, everyone seems yeah. to think he's great to work with. Do you have any like memories like that, Sean, of like seeing anyone on screen or something at a young age where you thought, oh, they, they're they doing it, I can do it. Do you remember like an actor or something, maybe?
2: So when I say when I want to go into it quite late, I, I'm a. I... The day of me like because you stuff to to, like kind of audition for the every month the, the theatre very loosely based to say audition you just come in just make sure just, try, just try make sure you're not like I don't know violence or whatever I don't know maybe, I think it's really hard not to get in there like do you know what I mean? But I remember watching This Is England for the first time, great, like yeah. the, the day before me audition for it and just seeing Steve Graham as, as, as combo it was like it was proper, it was proper mad like he's. And it's it's amusing a scouse accent in such a film like this as well. Like usually like I think years ago it was different. Like I think there wasn't that many scouse parts like of such like such a fully realized detailed character like that. Usually it was just like like side characters or thieves or, or people who say drugs and stuff like that. And then you see this. I mean, obviously he's not a nice fella, but that depth of character was like, oh my God, like they're actually getting people who are scouts to, to do this. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be everyone audition as well. It obviously must have been in my head. And we're doing this scene with this girl, uh, Natalie name I, I think. And there was no, there was no like, there no set to the scene. He was like, you just do whatever you want. It's like, yes, yeah, sure. And it just went from 0 to 100 really, really quickly. Because, like, I remember at one point, I, I, I'm pretty sure I ended up, like, kicking this girl off a chair. Like, I don't even know what I had. am like, oh, So, like, she was all right. It wasn't, like, I didn't, like, fill her in. Do you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, one of the fellas, Matt, who, who, who ran the every man's he came up to me, like, in the interview. and like, is there any chance you can do something lighter in the second half? And I was like, yeah, sorry about that. I just had, had that in my head. But, yeah, after that, I watched... Loads like of Steve Graham and then Ryan Gosling Tom Hardy, obviously De Niro, Pacino. But yeah, those, those are kind of like my influences and like, ah. but yeah, I'd say Stephen Graham, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, this next question we ask on the podcast kind of ties into this thing you're talking about how they have seen like someone like Steve Graham with a Scouse accent and things. But like, another yeah. question we ask all are people that come on the podcast, like how, where they're from has sort of influenced them as creatives and artists and stuff. So, so Jack, like growing up in Liverpool, how I imagine that's had a huge effect on your work. And from watching your film, which we'll talk about soon as well, I can
1: see that influence anyway. Yeah, definitely, man. I think, like yourself, growing up in Scotland and that, like, there's just such a great like, art culture mm. in Scotland and in Liverpool, like, Defoe and in Liverpool, like, like, it's just, you grow up in it and the city's, like, always inspiring to me, do you know what I mean? And, like, I, I think Death now, even with, like, not just film, but bands at the minute in Liverpool, like, there's so many good bands mm. that are coming out and proper smashing it as well and it's lovely to see and, yeah, like, like Sean you know saying, you know, things like the Everyman there and, you know, other little, little things that are going on and theatre groups and that, so, it does lad, like I love it. Like I always just love going into town and even just walking around the Dock or something and then just yeah. you get inspired by it, lad, you like it's it's boss and, like there's just a good energy at the minute, I think, in mm. Liverpool. And like everyone helps each other out now as well. Like so like with me and Sean doing both, like it's good for him as a show reel for his acting, and then it's good for me, for me directing and like i think there used to be like a bit of competition but then it was the same with like bands in liverpool like they'd always be competing with each other but it's like lad, we do more together than we do a bath and everyone's gone on to that now and like Absolutely. people like me and tom and that uh, and tom the producer like yeah uh, we just we love it lads we love the city and therefore oh, it's just proper inspiring mm. yeah
0: no i, I i've been delivered i went to liverpool once a couple of years ago i loved the. i mean i love the beatles so i was yeah. in like i was in my element i was like freaking three days and yeah. Doing like everything I could do to do with the Beatles It's like a pilgrimage and all that I mean, I loved it personally It's a great place yeah. Manchester as well I like both of them Because they're both kind of reminding me yeah. of Scotland as well They have that industrial sort of thing that we have It's very similar people I think as well But you know, what I was going to say was, I love what you said about the collectivism thing About like, you know You better like work together Because something that happens in the creative industry A lot is people think they're in competition But whereas it's actually yeah. you celebrate each other's success you actually get further And you like Work with other people I mean, this, this podcast has grown A lot for me And other people Working together To just you know To showcase their work And they'll They support you They remember it So it, it goes so far You know you don't have to You're not in a competition There's enough success To go around And you know So I love that Collectivist thing you're saying But Sean as yeah. well For you growing up in Liverpool I imagine it was quite similar
2: Yeah it is yeah I mean I think Nowadays as well There's a lot more Access to stuff like that Whereas I feel like years, Especially with like the Film stuff now as well Like there's a lot of a lot of film yeah. going on it's, it's literally on your doorstep I and mean, as you were saying Jamie with like train spotting like they see in your back garden pretty much it, it starts to become a lot more like attainable now because there's a lot more work on but yeah it was I mean I, Jack spoke about this himself before talking about like in being for Kirby like say, growing up saying I want to be a director and people are like but, but, you know, it's not usually what people do Ronnie. and it's the same for actors as well It's, it's I imagine it, it was the same for you as well Jack like, like the first time you say I want to be an actor or I want to be a director people, people like kind of raise their eyebrows and go oh, not really like that's what you want to do yeah Therefore. But yeah, that's 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 kind of what it's like, yeah. But yeah, I was I was kind of the same. Like I think, like cause it, me, me, my Dad always used to say as well. Like it never mean anything by it, but he he literally say, "When are you gonna get a real job?"
0: Yeah,
2: and you're like, "I'm I'm honestly, I'm honestly, I'm I feel like I'm quite close to that becoming just like a job, do you know what I mean? As opposed to because the moment I I worked I worked two jobs and then do acting as well, and I I feel like it, especially nowadays, you live all all like the opportunities not going on. It is getting a lot closer to be able to like for that to become your job do you know what I mean mm. but yeah Liverpool is a great place for the moment and just to echo what Jack's saying there like I love seeing people who are from where I'm from and just generally but like it, it, it means a, a little bit more yeah. to you when people where from, from where you are from are like absolutely smashing it Yeah, and I, that's why I'll, I'll champion people all day long and no matter what it's even like acting or like we me mate, me mate's got a gym company and uh, I'll post about this stuff all day because I just want to see people from where from where I'm from doing well
0: but yeah no, that's, that's great I mean, it's like I, The thing about the real job stuff Is like, we, like Everyone we have on this podcast Most people Either have had to have A side hustle for a long time Or still do yeah. I mean I'm very like, I re- I've literally got a job In the, the area I want to work In like a month ago You know, it's been a very hard Couple of years grinding to You know, to right, But work in other jobs So like, everyone does it But you do get that attitude Like, you can yeah. do that Like, why would you do that? Because especially working yeah. In working class communities Like, you know the opportunities Aren't there Yeah, aren't yeah. I always remember
1: in school On like career days And like do you still have this woman come in and basically, actually even school, you know what I mean? They're like, you yeah. know, what are you going to do next, type thing. And, you know, people would be like, no, do you want to be a joiner or a brickie? Book? And then I'd be like, I want to be a director. And you just, just remember looking at her and, and, and her eyes, she just looks fucking like her head was gone. Like, looking under the list, going like, no principles for that. And, just, and I'm going, you, will, you know, I'm going back to what I we was saying before, like with Steve Graham, because he's from Kirby as well. So... You I mean he's went and smashed this. So he, it's one of them ways. Sh- well, if you can do it, do you know what I mean? Like it is, it is attainable. Do you know what I mean? So
0: yeah,
1: I don't know. It's like it's just cause like the, the communities we're from, and that way, like it never used to be so accessible. Like like go oh, like when we mum and dad we go up probably the eighties and nineties, like doing what we do now, no chance of it. You know, not almost really like like that now. But yeah, it's just sometimes when you're there, oh uh, or when they go like oh uh, when you're gonna be a millionaire and all that, and you're like lad don't do it for the like realistically i'm not going to be a mil- millionaire i mean you would love yeah. to be one but you don't you don't go into it being like oh yeah like want to be a millionaire or people go like you're going to be when you're going to be a millionaire or when you go going to oscars it's like i'm not bothered about that do you know what i mean i just want to do what i love doing And go want to look great if we can make a career out of it yeah. and like earn a living even it doesn't have to be like how much dough you get it's just earn a living loving what you're doing like
2: that, I am not asked about, I mean obviously it'd be nice
1: to to do whatever, but like, it's not the reason to yeah. do it, like
2: because it's a belt of job just to start out with, but like, mm-hmm. it's not like I, I, I've never thought oh, I want to do this because I want to be famous, I want to be recognised This, or I, I want to make shitloads of money. It's just I like doing that as a job, like that to me would be fucking great to do that yeah. every day for your life. That'd be it. But yeah, you, you do get that kind of attitude, like oh are you are you gonna you're gonna like take me the Oscars left? I'm not getting anywhere near the Oscars, mate. I'll be <laughs> totally honest with you. Are we lucky Because if, 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 it, it, it is like After all Okay You'd be lucky To, to a living Doing it So yeah. If I can do
0: that you made up Yeah That's what I love The amount of people That come on this podcast And they just don't want to Make a living doing what they like That's what all we want to do though Do you know what I mean I don't yeah. know You yeah.
2: don't get that In any other industry though
0: Because you You know If you said you wanted To be a lawyer Or something They'd be like What are you going to You're going you're gonna to be a million Do you know what I mean It's a weird It's a societal thing And I think Yeah Maybe in middle class circles and areas where you maybe it's more normal because people see that they maybe have a parent that works in the industry, so they it's maybe a bit easier. So, like, there is yeah. a, it's still a class thing there, but I mean, it is more accessible than it was. Still, a long way to go, and there's still a huge yeah. class inequality in this industry. But I think it is getting better. And it's you know, places like Liverpool and Glasgow and Edinburgh, and things you know, there's more work coming there, which it's just great. It's great to see, but there's a long way to go, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree, lads.
0: Well, sort of to wind back because you're talking about leaving school and all that there. And I just want to wonder what you what did you what sort of happened when you both left school and what was your sort of career path then? Like did you start making your own stuff then or did you go and study it? Or were you sort of mm. just seeing what happened?
1: Yeah, like I, I started making films in school. Like as I said, I was twelve and I went to like a grace little youth group called Three which was in fact, which is like a cinema in Liverpool and it's a lovely, lovely place. And they used to run that for like, I think it was like 11 to 18 year olds and it was boss because it was just like a group of like-minded kids like myself who wanted to be in film. And they really encouraged me to start making films. I mean, it's, it's not going anymore sadly because cause of the cuts and that with the Tories, you know what I mean? Mm. There's no funding for it so they had to cancel it, which is a shame like because without them, I'd probably be sitting around the house now just being like, oh, I'll make a film one day and it's been like 10 years I haven't yeah. made one. But then very like, no, lad, like, don't do it. Do you know what I mean? So, what? yeah, as I, as I was in school, I was making stuff. And then when I left school, I went to LMA, which was on Duke Street, uh, which was like a, a media academy type thing. So I went there and, and, I, and I loved it, lad. So I was there for two years studying film and that. And it was, it was great because it was practical as well. So it was like, You ain't just sitting in the classroom doing essays and stuff and acting, because you can't, like, academic, you know what I mean? Like, you Mm. can't do that for, like, filmmaking and acting. I don't think it's very much a practical thing. Like, you're laying by doing, you know what I mean? Mm it's like any other trade, like you learn by doing it so that's what I loved about LMA. and then I went to uni which I didn't like too much because it was very much like academic and stuff but still like I was just making short films throughout all that and then like getting the like, bits of work on like dailies and stuff on sets yeah. and that it was like floor runner. and and again that was great because you learn so much Suck it up. more yeah. being on a set than you do in a classroom because Oh yeah. the first set I went on it was like my arm alone because there's so many like jobs it's like what's a first day what's a second what, what does turning over mean you know and and i i went with i started with the, like productions done with experience with them they're like based in kirkdale and they're a great company colin mckeon runs it. i was with them last night at the wrap party the lovely people but again like they're people who do like high, like high-end tv dramas like these mm. on the anthony walker film last year yeah, so, and, and Jimmy Jimmy McGovern writes for them a lot and stuff and, and, and that and again like they, they were great because they let me come on set and stuff and I'd learn stuff with them and then still still keep in touch with them now, doing bits and bobs with them, do you know what I mean? And some of them are from Kirby as well, do you know what I mean? So it's great that like you've got like people where you're from working on it as well. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So that's been like my journey since leaving school and that just been just still making short films and that, and then obviously we've done the feature this year. That's yeah, that's where no, we was with it. Yeah. No,
0: no, cheers for the, for like I think it's great for people to hear what people's Paths are, because they're all different, because yeah. um, I'm sure In a minute when I ask Sean about his path, it'll be Different as well, which, you know, I just find it's yeah, really yeah. interesting I think, some. I mean, I was about to say some if I'd been coming up, but I feel like I'm still on, um, you know I'm still sort of figuring out my career's just starting really But I just like the idea that people can listen to this And they can go, okay, that person's taking this path There's no right path, everyone's different You know, some people do something totally yeah. different So it's just, it's just good to hear about it So Sean, what about yourself? What, what was your sort of path like when you left school and stuff?
2: So I, I just got right into uni because similar to Jack I'm not very academically inclined whatsoever I I'd like to think I'm not stiff But like when it comes to studying and doing tests and, and stuff like that It's just, it's just not, I, I just, I'm just not good at it they That's not a measure it. of intelligence yeah. though To be fair like, It's, it's being not a, being, it a,
0: being academics Just as a skill You can be smart And not academic Like I yeah. think we put too much pressure on yeah. that
2: as a society so. well, is that, is that, You've probably seen that Like that cartoon I mean it's all the animals on the branch Yeah 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 like, It's that You know It's exactly like that It's, it's not a barometer anyone's intelligence. intelligence It's just not for me You know what I mean But like So after I left school I was like You know what I can't be asked Going to uni straight away Because I was doing drama And I don't need to time I was like I'm to try save a bit of money For a year Worked in a, in a call centre for a year Sacked that off Went to uni. I wanted to quit the fit the very first day. And it's for the most stupid reason ever. Like, I got... I didn't know this at the time, but I was like, I got proper anxious. I couldn't find where I was meant to be going. Because I just turned up. And I'm like, you didn't... I don't even think it said which building I was in. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, what am I going to do? Like, I literally want to turn home. And just got, I just want to turn around go straight home. run on and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just... I'll, I'll get over this and just ask someone, like, where, where are I meant to be going here? And he told me, he was like, sign. And then it lasted three months. Because I was playing, like, what's the fucking, like, what's the time? It's the wolf every day for, like, three months. I'm like, and I'm old. I'm old as shit, mate. So I was paying, like, how much? Like, it was, like, three and a half grand for uni back then. So I was not, nowhere as much as it is now. This is what I was very like, lucky to do, like, but I was doing that every day for three months. And I'm like, I've just come from this course job, which, which pays all well right. So i like, I need to sack this off. So I, I couldn't go back straight away, though, to, to this course and job. So I had to get one in between and work for a catalogue company. That was fucking horrendous. And then that, after that, I, I joined the Everyman's Youth Theatre. And then I'd seen this like open casting call for a, uh, a film with the game called Fizzy Days. And I always get ragged about it still to this day because it never happened in the end. Yeah. It kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, and it just never happened. But at the time, I was like, it's was a bit wet behind the ears. I didn't know So I, I, I was like, oh, it's nice. i fucking made it now. Like, I'm in a film and I'm in a film with this one of my idols. And that's what I said. I said, I won't need to work again. Blah, blah. I'm like, gonna fuck my job off. And am like, no, that works. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So after that, the film got pushed back, and I was like, you know what, I'm 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 done with acting for a bit. You know, will fuck it off. And then a few years later, just it's like anything. It's like it's like, it's like both to yourselves. You probably know it. when you're not doing it for a while. It just it starts like knocking on the door again, like creeping back into your, your psyche. Like I want to do this because it's something I really enjoy doing. So I just started doing like little short films. A lot of them for LMA. A lot of them I'm really really terrible at. But yeah, like, and then it was just after that, like, and then started, I got my first agent, and then that didn't work out. I got a second agent, that didn't work out. and then the agents I'm with now, like, started to get me, like, decent auditions, it's been great, and then just pl- plodding along ever since, and then it was like, when did, when did I meet you, Jack? It was, it was an audition for, We wanted something you'd produce now, it jumped us a goalpost, didn't
1: it? Yeah, that was, like, last year, weren't it? that, only, that only a year ago? I think it was, you know, was it? I, I've
2: known you for, like, fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, so yeah, it was it must, it must have been last year. So with that life, I, I auditioned for this thing for Jack Didn't get it, We mate did in the end, and he, he, he smashed it. I'm not gonna tell him that like, though, just for the purpose of this podcast, You shit like no, no. no he, yeah, from what I hear he absolutely smashed it. So but then I didn't get the part and he's like, Oh, we'll have to keep in touch like oh, we'll work on something, and you, you know what it's like. I mean, so when someone says you we'll have to work on something, that's you've just been jibbed off. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, I'll probably never hear from you ever again. But luckily you got back in touch, and then we, we ended up doing it, doing yeah.
1: something else, didn't we? Yeah, we um, was. It was.
0: Hello, it's JB here. You may have heard this advert several times before, but if not, this is basically just me taking a minute to remind you guys If you're enjoying the podcast, there are a number of things you can do to help us keep growing. Now, as many of you might be aware, the podcasting landscape is incredibly saturated. And I mean, there's lots of podcasts. We all love podcasts. But it's very difficult for independent podcasts like us to sometimes break through and to be noticed. So doing things like sharing us on social media, word of mouth and just telling friends and family to listen or even leaving us a little five-star review on places like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, go so far in helping us to keep growing. Me and Elliot adore this podcast. We love making this podcast. So if you're able to help in any way by doing something like that, we'd be incredibly grateful, not just for our podcast, but if you love any independent podcast, please try and give them a wee share or give them a review because it, it goes so far. Another thing you can do if you enjoy the podcast as well, and we appreciate that this is a very difficult time, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us, you can donate as little or as much as you like to our Patreon page and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash or you can click the link in the show notes. Anything you can afford, we are very grateful for. Thank you for your continued support and I hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. Before I sort of get into to Bud and to the feature that you filmed in summer and all that, um, another question which I'm looking forward to hearing the answer is: is like, what's your favourite word or phrase from where you're from? So, what are like, what's your favourite word from Liverpool, Jack? <laughs> Do you have like any phrases
1: that you'd like to share? So what, man? Is and it's called keep Dixie. Yeah. You that yeah, down Scotland. No, no, just...
0: never heard that. I, I love. See, I love this. My favourite question to ask. Yeah. yeah.
1: Get belters off. I, I,
2: of I haven't heard that in Walton. I
1: keep Dixie. <laughs> Keep Dixie, like, keep Dixie there, lads, while they're going on the piss or what? Well, like It's just basically, it's just, like, another way of saying, like, uh, like, keep a house. out. Oh, like, yeah. That's my that I, I thought everyone knew it in Liverpool. Yeah. Keep Dixie
2: there. This is the thing I was speaking to one of my mates in Kirby about the other day. It's like, even though it's one city, like, there's so many different, like, regional things in the city. Like, what like what would you call a Mr. Freeze? What do you call it in Kirby? You Mr. You Freeze. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, what do, you, what do you call him? An ice lolly. Do you, Zah? Fuck off. That's <laughs> like what do you call it. Frozies. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we first call them. Frozies. Do you have to yeah. know, they, like, I've never heard Keith Dixie, but there is like a massive yeah. thing like, that can live through that no he matter where he goes. It's their
1: own little like idiosyncrasies yeah. and their own little like, like, slang in it. Yeah, it is. I uh, will. Universal ones heavy because heavy is just like, yeah. there's any ways you can say heavy. Like, like, that's heavy in a good way or bad way or, yeah, I, yeah. That's
2: oh, they educate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like much faster than it's like so many different conversations yeah. using heavy that. This is great.
0: Yeah. This is great. John, do you have a do you have a favorite word or phrase then, apart from frozies or
2: whatever? Don't know what I'm saying. You know not like I'll say I'll say one. Right, there's a hez hez. <laughs> like, it sounds, it sounds so stupid. You know, like, but like you probably see we just chat along of shit on so because I, I just incessantly chat shit on so often every night. I was like has has. Like I mean, you know. What? <laughs> So it's like to doing boxing and they go het, het, like that. I don't know why, but you uh, know, me, me, me and mates always say the group, like, I'm sure we meet from like, different parts. Like, so when I was talking to start of this, this podcast, I like Chris, he's from the Will, but he's kind of scouts, you know, he's, he's sort of scouts. And then we've got Kenny who's, who's from Lippi, and then Rocky, who's in uh, he's in Don't Breathe with Bob, you know, Don't Breathe Two with Bob, and he's kind of like an RL, scouse, you know, but I'm saying, Hez, Hez, and La, but that's another one of my things I say, La as well. But no matter who it is, like, man, woman, any type of gender in between, call him La. And it starts off as a joke He is like, oh, like you, you'd be a bit of a dickhead if you call called someone La, because it was so, like, over-stereotypical, over, over stereotypical. But, like, it's just, like, creeped into everyone's, like, vocabulary, you know, it's called La, and, yeah, I love it, yeah. Well, yeah. no, I've never heard Keep Dixie before, but I, I like that, my yeah. start, start yeah. robbing that one.
0: Well, we, our listeners have got an absolute great. It's like a, a Liverpool dictionary there. We got so that's great. Loads of words for for them to to learn there. That's fun. I you've
2: got subtitles, by the way.
0: I mean, it's not video, so it's just audio. So maybe we'll have to like get a trans, like, get it dubbed, get it get it dubbed or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. What about your
2: name? What's, like, what's like some phrase That we would know yeah. down here In, in the Liverpool There's loads I'm, is- I'm
0: trying to think of a phrase like, I, I'd i say my one of my favourite sh- Scottish words And it's great for today Because it's pissing it down here Is drink it Like drink it means like Wet drink and it. measurable Drink it Like drink it Like it's a Drink, a drink it day yeah.
2: It's
0: it. a good word um, I'm, yeah. I'm always into so like differently like, parts of the country? Like, or, like think of another good parts. one. I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I see when you're on the spot. This is why I'm never on. This is why. Sorry, I, lads. I, yeah. yeah I'm people you know, no, 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 Sorry. I know it's yeah. good. Um, yeah. i will probably say I. Uh, yeah, I like the word it. That's a. It's a good Scottish word. I'll. I'll go with that. I'll
2: go with that. My, <laughs> t- my t- it down here, see, see if <laughs> <saying> it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or another one actually, which is good for when you're over like me this morning when I woke up, is a, a droof, like a dry mouth, a droof, really like a that. Yeah, so you wake up and you're like, firstly, like I've got a, a, a horrible druth. Like I like that one. <laughs> that's
2: safe, I, love, I love that.
0: Oh <laughs> god, that's a good one. I just remembered But anyway, let's 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 talk about Bud now because it's exciting. And today yeah. it's coming out in like an hour or an hour and a half, isn't it? So this has been released. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the day of recording, obviously by the time this episode's out, it'll be out. People can go and find it. It'll be in the show notes. But tell tell us about the process of that. So do you, I assume you wrote and directed this, Jack. So like, what was the, the sort of story behind this?
1: Short film. Yeah, so I, I wrote and directed it and Sean's in it. And we were meant to shoot the feature, Kate and Jake, this at the start of the year in January, but we went into lockdown and stuff. So it got pushed back to May and just bored Jordan lockdown and stuff. And I hadn't directed nothing in about 18 months. So I was kinda like, I wanted to write a short film, but keep it like really short. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. About four to five minutes. Cause I think that's what short film should be it's just yeah. like quick in a life or the scenario and then i always been interested in like you know like fathers and sons and that and then especially like when people go to court and that how like the, the time between they get where they're going to get sentenced and the jury like making their minds up just like just like that window of time where they don't know whether they're going to get sent down or what and I thought well that could be interesting to do a short film on that and just how about like This father who's shown plays just having a phone call with his son before he gets sentenced but we kept it quite ambiguous to where it's like we don't know what he's getting sent down for or what the situation is because it was just like a quick in and out of this man's life and like mm. the, probably the last phone call with his son for a while and then basically I, I wrote it and then as I said he we went into lockdown and I think we shot it in February so but it takes place outside so it was kind of like helpful for us with the lockdown that we were in indoors and no one would be too paranoid about Covid but basically I We cast Sean was as he mentioned before. He auditioned for Tom, who's the producer, his short film that he's directing. And like Sean said, he didn't get it sadly, but I really liked his audition for it because with Sean he can convey like a lot of emotion within a short space of time like like a roller coaster of emotions basically yeah. and i think because when i've done acting myself in the past and do a bit of it now like that's one of the hardest things to do is to like do like that emotional stuff but yeah sean smashed it and yeah we shot it february and then we've just been on like the festival circuit with it and stuff we won an award for it in, nice. in london class yeah infinity film festival so shout out to them guys they're they're brilliant uh won best best micro short, and then sean won best lead actor so that was great and then yeah just like a few other little festivals and that and the people who we've showed it to has had a really good response to it no, it's a um, it's, it's a great little film,
0: and yeah. I think it's a very powerful film. <laughs> and I love the way that you don't hear the sun on the other end of the phone, and you can yeah. you're left to imagine it. And it you kind of, as you say, it's just like a, just a click snapshot in. And what I really liked as well was at the end when the, when the way that the credits come down on just the side of the court as well. It's like a nice little it just sits for like you know thirty seconds after and sort of yeah. leaves the emotion and the ambiguity hanging. So it was really good, and it was a great performance as well. How is that to play, Sean?
2: Do you know what? I it, it might have lent something to it because I, I, was, I was shitting myself to be honest with you because I had an in quite a while. The last thing I'd done before, obviously not many people have done anything because of COVID now. but the last thing I'd done was shot like an advert in my house on my phone for Heineken. So, I, I you know what I mean? It, it, it was literally like that so it didn't really require that much like emotion or anything like that or, or any thought behind it really whereas this was heavy man do you know what I mean it was, mm-hmm. it was a heavy heavy scene but yeah I do love the ambiguity because you it doesn't answer a lot of questions and I do love material where it doesn't like spoon feed you everything like you've you got to kind of come up with your own answers to what's that going on and what's like going on in the spell of Z or what's going on at the end of the film and I Just love the way Jack let you wear. like, I like, used years, ago, I'd be afraid to ask for like another tea. But, like, I think it was the very last one we, and I think it's the one that we used. I said, oh, Do you mind if we just do one more? Because I think we were going to get ready to pack up
1: because we've been there for like, I
2: think it was every shot that quick to me, Jack. It was only like, only like an hour or two, or something like that, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was- for about two hours because it's, yeah. it's all one take as well yeah
2: it's- yeah, it was all one take and like so and we've been there for the, for a bit outside cold like just a few people like standing around with like really heavy equipment and stuff like that so I did feel a bit a, a bit, bit sly about saying like can we do one more but I felt like I just needed like just one, one more and like Jack you know he's more than happy to let you like kind of feel mm-hmm. feel things and, like yeah go ahead just do it again and I think that's the take we end up using so yeah I was very grateful because do you know I feel, I feel weird because it's mostly me in the film it's 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 hard to like object Watch yourself, uh, yeah. or like, you might be the same for them You know what I mean? Like, if you watch something, or, or listen to something you've done, you go, oh, I fucked up there, or something like blah, blah blah. But the people who we've shown it to, they, like, and it's it's some people, that you know, like really respect, like some of them, like, like idols. to me do You know what I mean? And they've they've, they've said yeah. they've enjoyed it. I was I'm fucking blown away, mate. Like genuinely, I was like. Pfft.
1: Foster. But yeah, I experienced yeah. so on it. Yeah, yeah, I remember one one after Jordan Hale. I think we both know him, Sean, don't we? Yeah, George. Yeah. he has a really strong reaction to it. He done a bit like a, he's got a YouTube channel as well, so we kind of reacted to it, uh. and he had like a really strong reaction to it because he won't mind me saying because he says it in the video, but his yeah. kids live by and he basically said like he had almost like a similar conversation on the phone with them even though it weren't like he weren't going to court or nothing like that. Yeah the fact that like yeah to make that clear bad. like
2: he hasn't done anything wrong.
1: Yeah yeah <laughs> Jordan's innocence he hadn't done nothing. but it's 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 more that like because his kids are so far away from him and he the only communications over the phone and yeah, and, and yeah, that's what I, lo- I love making films for, is that, you know, it, it's not about getting into this festival or that festival, like, what's Jordan's reaction? Like, when someone says to me, like, you know, when they watch it and they go, that's that's me and my kids, or I had a conversation like that with my dad, or, you know, even with Kate and Jake, I've had people who've read the script and have seen, like, the rough cuts and stuff, and they're like, that's me and my beard, or that's me and me fella, or to me, like, that means, that's why I make films, That is is, like, Mm. People to watch it and go like They see themselves in it or something like that But yeah like Yeah Jordan has a very strong reaction to it And I was made up for it yeah
2: That must be mad for you that they Because I imagine you, you sat somewhere You wrote this script And it's just started from that And then people are watching it And you're like oh I've had this mad Mad reaction to it That must be probably weird for you That
1: Mustn't it Yeah it is it's, it's weird but then like I said It's just like pure joy Because it's like Yeah They don't sit and go Oh, yeah, it was all right, That And then that's it, Oh, Like, when they, when they sit there and they let it, like, sit with them, and they go, like, wow, you know what I mean? And that's, that's what I love, lads. And it's, it's great,
0: well, as well, is that you can do it with such a, like, a simple idea, as well. But, like, you know, it's just a four-minute film, yeah. but it's, you're able to get that much emotion into it. That's why short films are great. And, like, I think it's, yeah. great, it's a great short film. It's a great example of what a short film should be, this film. Excellent, lads. Yeah.
2: Are you bored? Are you okay? Yeah, sorry I got up late this morning, mate. Yeah, I just, just wanted to ring you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be um, going to be working away for a little while. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. That means. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be working in London for a little while. Just to sort of, I'll keep moving on because I know we'd
0: already been talking for like forty-five minutes. So this is a great conversation. I'm gonna to have to like skip some questions, sadly, in a bit, but it's fine. Don't worry. But I'd want to sort of just to talk about Kate and Jake as well, like the feature you made, like that must have been really exciting. Because and I'm assuming you sort of grassroots funded this fe- uh, feature as well, because a feature is not an easy thing to make. Like that's quite a big project. So how did that come about, <laughs> and where did that come from as well, and how did you
1: manage to pull that off? Um, so what was I started was I was in my final year of uni, and then I'd always been thinking like what the first feature was going to be and whatnot as as you do and I, I like directors are a love and I, I admire like they, they always say like whenever doing your first film I like, make it personal like it doesn't have to be what's biographical but just like personal and kind of like a lot of the directors I love a lot of the first films were like about them and the mates and what was going on at the time so I looked at myself and my mates and the biggest thing was like relationships it was like people were breaking up with each other who'd been with for about five years and people who'd been together since like school and college and um, so like really kind of formative years of the lives and stuff and then I've, I've said this before like and it, it just it just stick with me like one mate said like I've never known a life where this person hasn't been in it and I find that like dead life it's depressing like but heartbreaking <laughs> but like really interesting the fact that you have like such a connection with someone and then when you're not together it's like a life gone Really. Life,
0: like a life and then like have like I was going,
1: yeah. yeah yeah and then like i was going through some stuff at the time with this girl and that and so I, I was putting it off for ages making the film i was just like i'll do another short film i mean it was like just make the feature lads you know what i mean like what are you waiting for so i'd make excuses for myself because it's, it's an intimidating thing making a feature film like you know what i mean like a 90-minute feature film and then basically covid happens and everything got shut down I was working on a film in London and that got shut down and it was scary because it was like, we might not even be able to make a film again. Like, this could be it now. Like, you know, we're all things started settling down and I thought, you know what, fuck it, let's just make this. Yeah, because the COVID thing kind of put the shit up me a bit where it was like, you know, you not you never may be able to make a feature film anyway with all this going on. So said to Tom, me producer, let's go for it so we, we crowdfunded it using Indiegogo and like again like going back to your earlier question about the place that inspires us and that being from Liverpool like everyone helped us out on that loads like people like and, and people who I know who we like proper like skins haven't got a pot of piss they put they put dough into it do you know what I mean because they want to see you do well like a yeah. lad from where they were from and that and stuff do well that's, that. that's great so we were there blessed and we ended up getting the money for it, it it was low budget, making if his dad is a manager of one of the clubs in town, in Liverpool. So I knew we could get that for nothing. So I've also seen in the club, you know what I mean. And then it's basically just like, and that's the main thing I'd say. If you're gonna make a feature film, like on page one, don't write like, like exterior spaceship in space because it's like it's yeah. not gonna last. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, and. Then- and then we basically got the money for it, shot it over nine weekends. We started in May, I think we wrapped in July. We were going to start it in January, as I said, but COVID pushed us back. But there was a blessing in disguise because we had longer days to shoot, mm, later the- nights. Yeah, yeah. So we had longer days to shoot in like spring and summer and that. And it was a ball, and great to work with Sean again. He, he's in a scene, a party scene in the film. Yeah,
0: yeah. So so Sean, how was your experience like being in the film and stuff like? What did you enjoy the party scene you did? Like, was it great to be on set with everyone, seeing it all happening?
2: You know what? I mean, I think people probably say this every time they, they come on and talk about something new, but it's genuinely one of the funniest times I've ever had doing a film. It's a proper laugh from start to finish. Like also playing a character so like far removed from yourself because I don't I don't drink all drugs or do drugs anything like that, and I'm playing someone who's off as fucking. Barn like just chatting proper shit, and then again, Jack just kind of lets you let obviously you set your parameters in the scripts there, and it's, it's great, but he gives you free to, to to play around with it so. With the, the lads doing film with Mikey and uh, and Annie, I, just, I didn't tell them what I was going to say because I just thought oh, let's get a real reaction out of them and just start saying all this mad shit and like I'm all, I'm all just it sounds a bit like, like I'm being a novel but everyone starts pissing so I was laughing and like I love doing that it's like get get a reaction especially from the actors as well it's great but yeah I I only done it was two days on Titan's it just literally just in that party scene oh, I fucking loved it though, you know and if, I think if if like the energy I felt on that set is like going to be the same that was throughout the entire film and it's going to be it's going to be absolutely fantastic I think everyone's going to love it and also So I think It's such like A personal story as well Like it's And as Jack's saying Right well you know and it it comes it'll come across as like quite authentic and and, and real just from what I read in script and like because I know the actors who work on it and, and they're all great and I can just tell like when, when it comes out people people are gonna love it people yeah. are gonna absolutely love it.
0: No, I mean the, the the concept like from reading the, the premise and stuff It's the sort of thing I watch and when I used to write would write as well. I love I love stuff about like relationships yeah. and time and being you know that sort of idea you explore and really interested. Um, and when do you think this film's gonna be out and like is are you hoping to get that sort of released soon or I'm not obviously edit it would take a while a while and stuff but what's the sort of plan for the film now?
1: I think we're looking at next year sometime. Uh but we're gonna do we're gonna try and do a film festival run with it first I'll oh, get try and get it on the circuit and that. Yeah yeah but it's obviously like that's where it kind of gains an audience and you know the film festivals are great as well because you get to meet other filmmakers and stuff like that and watch the films and yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, next year, That's, really, that's really exciting. Thanks for
0: uh, for going into the depth about that and stuff as well. I'll yeah. start to wrap things up because I know we've been talking for a while, and um, we've got two like sort of last questions, but before that, I just have some sort of quick fire one, sort of a, um, a fun question for you both. So, firstly, I know you because you're an actor and director, it's slightly different, but for Sean, first of all, if you could play anyone from history that's existed, who would you like to play? So, you can have anyone from history, and I'm aware I'm putting you on the
2: spot a wee bit <laughs> here. Yeah, it's one all now. You've put me on the spot, there. You know what? That's might be a bit of a cop out but like there's there's not there's no one I've I've thought I definitely want to play them because it could it, it, it could be it could come down to the script or or the or story or, or the way the character's written or something like that as long as it, it's like because lately I want to start trying to do stuff that I've never done before whereas in the past like especially when you first start and I was in student filmmakers they're like let's do a gangster one let's do a this like fan footage horror one it's like mm-hmm. and I was doing all that kind of stuff but like, even back then I was like I want to play something I've never played before. So I've never, I've never had my head. I, de- I want to play this person one day, or I want to play that person one day. I, as long as it's have like a good story, a good script, a good character, and like just about the team, like. That, that's all I want to do so I hope that's not too much of a cop out that answer so I do apologise but <laughs> no, um, I'll let you off I'll let you no, off there's not, no one in mind. particularly in mind? I'll probably think about it when I get off mm. in a bit I'm like fucking
0: yeah. hell, I should have said that yeah. I know it's all good so good and Jack to sort of flip this question around a wee bit if you could direct like a biopic film about someone from history who do you think you'd direct it oh, about
1: uh, I do know uh, like not saying because he's a scouser, but like John, John Lennon mm. I'd really love to do on about him. Yeah. I'm a bit fingered by all though. I think I was all the same and yeah, like, I'd love yeah, yeah. I'd love to do a film about like John Lennon and his dad. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his relationship he had with his dad and then how that affected Julian and that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if any it'd be Lennon life, yeah. That's a good
0: answer. And on that note, actually, this is quite good. I just sort of made this one up but I thought you know you obviously have like the in America you have the the Mount Rushmore statue of, of like the presidents. If you had to do a Liverpudley in like Mount Rushmore of like your icons from Liverpool, who's going to be on that for both of you? Yeah. So what would you? What? Who would your four Liverpudley and icons be? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first, love? It's whoever. prefer. I know. Again, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. So I thought.
2: Go ahead. got two at the moment? Corbin, Klopp. Um, <clears throat> oh, should we go here? Yeah. Kenny, as in Duggie. Not me. Yeah, I, I,
0: I, I a very iconic
2: Scott there as well. Yeah, and. Weirdly enough, I've got no scouts in me, in me Mount Rushmore, but it's, it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who else we I mean, they, they me? have affinities with Liverpool, so yeah. Yeah. And then probably Trent. I probably have him now because I reckon by the time he's finished
1: in about what, 10,
2: 10, 15 years, he'll have achieved so much. But yeah, it's like Corbin, Clock, Kenny,
1: and Trent. Yeah. I'd put Leash, John Lennon, uh fucking I had someone and just left me brain. Carter, put Carter. And Robbie Fowler, all the forty yeah. players
0: I'm like, oh, not. I'm not even going to mention the fact that my Man United fan to the end of the podcast. So will leave that away. I've uh, let uh, you off. I've let you off. I've said. absolutely nothing. I've been very respectful. I've let you had your minute rush for. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll leave leave that. Out. <laughs> but uh, my last. One, thank you for answering this question. You even you even his
2: Wi-Fi connections want to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get a real job.
0: No, just the last two questions of the podcast as I wrap things up are, well, obviously the name of the podcast we ask everyone, but what's the worst part-time jobs you've ever had to sort of work and your time to support your your creative endeavours? So, like, do you want to go first, Jack? I can see you laughing there. I'm sure you've got a good answer
1: for yeah, it. I worked in the supermarket. I won't say what one it was in case they come after me. <laughs> but I fucking it, lads. It was like I was in uni at the time as well, and... I was only stacking shelves overnight and that but it was horrible Had like proper toxic work environments. because what they had was like me and this lad were in uni and all these other people that were there like wins and that so they'd be fuming with us when like we'd have to get off early to like get kicked because we were in uni at like fucking Nine o'clock the next day, you know what I mean? Lads and all that. So I speed it up and then they go, you're too aggressive and stuff. And I'm like, oh, fuck off me. So literally, I was going into quit, and somehow I ended up, up getting fired anyway. So, <laughs>
2: Damn, it's good,
1: so... It's a good way out. Yeah, but yeah, it was shite, lad. I hated it Yeah
0: <laughs> No the reason we ask this is It makes everyone feel better Because we have all had to work A funny or silly job That we just hated And everyone's in the same boat So Yeah What about you Sean You got any Had any bad I know you mentioned earlier There was something You, you did like a Was that a catalogue Or something you were saying
2: Well yeah That, that was literally What I was going to say So I will tell you Who they are Because I not really Give a shit Fucking let, <laughs> let them Come after me lad. I've gone after I <laughs> used to be uh, This company called Shop Direct I think the parts are very now And I used to work On their collections team And I'm like You know what I didn't fucking in, enjoy it in any way whatsoever. Just like from the environment, the building, the people were sounds to a degree. But like you'd be ringing people up for like chasing fucking 12 pound catalogue bills. And I remember ringing one person they were like, I, I owe money on loans and shit like that. I don't care. Not that I don't care, but I was like, fuck, it's not my money. It's not like... It's going to be a big fucking, a big company. It's probably got multi-million pounds. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to, to miss 12, but I was like, you know watch just pay whenever it starts. I think I, I think I literally just walked out one day and never came back. I was like, I'm not, it wasn't that call, cool. But I was like, you know I fuck this. I am i can't do a job like this. Like, And you can get bonuses for how much money, basically, you extort. I know the hour, fair enough. <laughs> but like, it's it's proper aggressive the way he sees it back. So I was like, that's probably the worst job I've ever fucking had. Definitely. stand. Yeah.
0: No, nah, we've all had bad ones, and if anyone listening that's working one, it might not be forever. And you know, you've got to just keep doing it. It's worth it for to be able to do what you love on the side, guys. Thank you, for, first of all, for asking my last question. Thank you very much for that It's been great chat. I, we could keep going, to be honest, but like it'd just be too long, and you know, people probably stop listening eventually. But no, thank you very much. And the last question, you'd, you'd sort of offered some advice throughout, but like if you could just sort of summarize what your advice to anyone who wants to work in the creative industries like yourselves, what would you, what would you say to them? You, can, you want to go first, Sean?
2: Well, I, I think it probably will be different because like. Acting and directing, But yeah. for acting, I'd say you've got to have a thick skin because there's going to be a lot of rejection. You will get told no countless times for different jobs. But if it's something you love doing, you'll just keep persevering and keep going, and then eventually you, you'll hopefully you'll get into it. And it is hard, but also just be fucking So People don't be like because you, you see, I'll be honest with you, you see, you see it a lot of times on social media, like people are just so fucking like so so not themselves, and it, it will come across to people who because people will try and put on like a persona for people who who, who think will cast them and they like, they're the human beings. They'll see you like through it. Just, just be yourself. And if it's not for them, you know what I mean? It will be for someone else. But yeah, so... Be yourself and just keep going until you can't be asked anymore. Thank you. That's not that's really no. really way
0: true. Good advice. Keep going until you can't be asked anymore. You know, can't you yeah. put it, put, Blunt. Sometimes blunt is best, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what about yourself, Jack
1: Jeff? You what would your advice, closing advice be? Yeah, I'd just say. I mean, if you want to be a filmmaker, like just do it. Like, there's no excuse anymore. Like, not to make a film. Like, you can do them on these, on iPhones. Do you know what I mean? So the technology is there, and just find like-minded people you want to do it with you because I think no matter where you're from there is a community of people who want to do film and that and link up with them make films with them because you can't do it on your own it's, it's a team effort do you know what I mean and like yeah. stating what Sean said like you need to have a thick skin like especially like you know if you, if you if your film gets rejected from a film festival like don't take it to that just make another one and keep going because you will get rejected like that's normal like you, you're not you don't fail if you get rejected like it's normal you, you do get more rejections than acceptances like that's just the way get, like, the game is mm-hmm. and again what I said before it's not a competition don't feel like you're in competition with people we all go at our own speed do you know what I mean like we'll, yeah. we'll all get there at some point it's like it's not a race do you know what I mean absolutely and um yeah just just have fun and I mean the best advice I got given was like you can't fail if you don't give up so just don't give up just yeah. keep doing it that's a lot better than keep going so you can't be asked. I
0: like that <laughs> they're pretty similar really I mean you're just a different way of saying it you know? <laughs> guys this has been I've really enjoyed this, this is, you've helped me get over my Sunday hangover this is the best way to spend it you know what I mean it's been a oh, ple- pleasure oh, chatting well. that
2: makes I love that you know only doing, this is only my second podcast but this is definitely my favourite oh yeah. thank you did you say it to the I last one? I think it's because you let me swear To be honest <laughs> Yeah <laughs> oh, well, my I, Lord, I
0: reckon this that's might be One of the high, the highest Swear counts we'd had on To be fair I thought... <laughs> oh, Sorry mate Sorry Oh you're fine And we'll, we'll link Bud as well So when this podcast comes out In a few weeks Bud will be out Go and give it a watch Fantastic short film And we look forward to seeing Kate and Jack as well Thank you very much guys And I hope you enjoy The rest of your Sunday
2: sorry,
0: So there you go That was episode 56 Of Just Get a Real Job With Jack McLaughlin and Sean Fagan Massive, massive shout out to them both For coming on the podcast and chatting to us We had a great laugh, I really, really enjoyed what we spoke about um, It was good fun, you know, some great advice in there as well And as I said at the start, be sure to go and check out Bud, their short film There's a link to that underneath the podcast Go and follow them on social media as well Find out what they've been up to, see what they're doing and stuff Also, if you've been enjoying the podcast Be sure to give us a follow on social media Be sure to tell people to listen Post about us, tell friends and family to listen Word of mouth is the greatest tool we have to find new listeners. Because obviously we're an independent podcast We don't have a lot of money and we don't have a lot of reach So that would be much much appreciated You can also leave us a 5 star review On places like Apple Podcasts That really helps us to be seen And also if you can afford to donate as little as a pound a month We have a Patreon page and we'd be very very grateful For any support you can offer And all the money we make it just goes back into the upkeep Of this podcast to make it as good as it can be But yeah that is definitely enough offer for me But yeah we'll be back again next week With another episode of Just Get A Real Job We've got some fantastic conversations coming up can't wait for you to hear them all. But wherever you are in the world, I hope you have a lovely week.
1: Just get a real job.